Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the name. Wow. Hallelujah. Praise God. Talk about an understatement. That's about the way it is, isn't it? God is just so good to us. His mercy, it does, just goes on and on and on and on. We are recipients of that. We do not deserve it. That's not the issue. The issue is God just freely gives that type of an atmosphere to everyone. Praise God. That's why it's so important for us to learn how to respond to God. You don't respond to God by, by impressing him. You can impress him. I don't know how, I, how anybody could ever do that. You respond to him by loving him. Amen. Receiving is one of the biggest, probably one of the greatest words in the New Testament. Praise God. We learn to receive the things of God, and that means we accept it. We accept it where we're at, but we're accepting it to the fact that we're not going to stay where we're at. Amen. How many feel like they're improving in the presence of God? Come on, I do too. Now, that's not bragging. That's not arrogance. That is absolutely a fact. Praise God. The longer you live for God, the more improvements are made in your life in Jesus' name. And then what happens is, man, it just out of gratitude, you just start worshiping and praising God every time you have a chance in Jesus name. I do want to give opportunity. I feel like there's some people here today that you have needs, genuine needs. And God knows that. He's you're not telling God anything he doesn't know. You just begin to agree with him and you can do that, you know, confessing your sins. You can also do that when you ask him to heal or to touch, praise God. You agree that he is able to do this in Jesus name. Let's try that. Let's move into a faith dimension for about 30 seconds. Come on. Lift up your hands in faith in Jesus name. Father in the name of Jesus, I'm so glad that I'm here. I, I don't deserve this, God, but I'm here, and I'm so glad that you are here in Jesus' name. God, I want you to touch us. I want you to strengthen, Lord God. There are some here, Lord God, that really do need that genuine touch from the Lord. And I believe that you are here, Lord God, for that purpose. Not that only, but Lord God, that purpose right now. Clear our minds, Lord God. I pray against shame right now. I come against that spirit of shame that would say, God, you don't want to even hear me. That's not true, God. I, I come against that lie that, that belched out of hell in Jesus' name. And I command in the name of Jesus for it to leave, to lift up, Lord God, to get out of here in Jesus' name. And now let the refreshing, the refreshing of not only your spirit, but the refreshing of the word come in here and wash us and cleanse us. And Lord God, you're the completer. You're the one that completes the package in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God, for it. I do. You are the wonderful, almighty God in the name of Jesus. Lord God, what a privilege. In Jesus' name, to be in your presence. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord in Jesus' name. You can be seated. Amen. I, I just, it's amazing to be in his presence. Amen. It's designed to be the refreshing. We're going to go ahead. Yes, the youth are leaving. God bless them. We appreciate our young people and our leaders, and God bless them in their classes today in Jesus' name. Isn't that cool to have leadership 
in, uh, in, in that type of a, an arena in Jesus' name. I got presents for you today. Yes, I come bearing presents. One of these days I'm going to cook cookies, and you're going to really be shocked, aren't you? Yes, but no, I've got something better than that today. I've got a bunch of these magazines. We get these periodicals um, about once a month. Uh, it's called The Pentecostal Life in different subject matters and that type of thing, and just absolutely good, relevant um, articles in these things. And so I'm going to ask um, somebody here, um, how about you, brother? Would you pass? Just give them to people. Because uh, I have another packet that I want to set out there, and I don't want to do that until these are gone. So these are yours. You can read them. Um, even if you don't want to read them, take them to somebody and give them to somebody, pass them on. That kind of stuff is, is really important. Uh, you never know. It's like testimonies. Sometimes you think, well, what's the deal? I, I don't want to testify and that type of thing. Well, you don't realize what you went through this week. Somebody else probably might go through next week. And you might be the very person to give them that direction and that um, uh, honest evaluation that God can take you through it and that type of thing. And you just never know, praise God. The kingdom of God is so, it's just so fulfilling in Jesus' name. And so I'm, I'm glad to be a part of this, and um, I'm glad that you were here today. We welcome the folks that are online. I don't know how many of you there are or where you're at, but um, <laughs> we're, we're here and um, we appreciate it in Jesus' name. Let me say this tonight, we will not be having services out here as a congregation. Our men will be meeting here tonight at 5.30 in the prayer, out here in the prayer uh, auditorium out here, and we will be having um, uh, our book study, praise God. We've been learning about Lot, and Lot's one of these people that can teach you what not to do. <laughs> He's not one of those that you want to say, hey, I'm going to do it like a lot did I? No, you don't want to do that because he made a lot of mistakes, and I'm not trying to rub his face in it. I'm just trying to help us to understand that that's why the Bible, a lot of times that's why the Bible was written, so that you and I could learn, so we could read these stories and say, yeah, that sounds like what I'm doing right now. Let's, let's do something about it, and, and God will help you. He really will, and so it's just an amazing thing. So tonight at 5.30, the men will come, praise God. Um, we've got events that are coming up in July. I'm not going to, I don't know if I should make the announcements now, but um, uh, we've got a, a meeting that's going to be happening in Rollins. It's uh, kind of billed as our Wyoming um, conference. Uh, uh, the Rocky Mountain District out here, for those of you that don't know, we have encompasses three states, and it's a lot of real estate. And, um, and so what we've tried to do through the years is make it a little more um, user-friendly, if we can put it that way. So the states have gotten together, and they're sponsoring different meetings. And our Wyoming meeting is in Rollins, and that's the 7th, 8th, and the 9th of, um, of July. Um, originally, Sister Carnahan and I were, were thinking about going down on Wednesday, but we're not because we want to still have church here Wednesday night for those that can't go. And so Thursday and Friday, we will be going down there, and um, I'm, it's going to be a great meeting. I don't know if you know who Morell Cornwell is. He's a very colorful guy, but really is anointed, and he's going to be preaching the night services. Uh, Richard Hernan Hernandez, who is actually a friend of mine. I don't have too many of them, only 365 now on Facebook. <laughs> that I, I don't even know half of them. 
I'm just kidding. But he, Richard Hernandez is a good, he's a good friend and just has been a, a, a good mentor to me. He's called me, not often, but when he does, he's got a word from God and it's just been special. He's going to be doing the daytime special or uh, services. And so you've got a good lineup down there. So there should be some good music. And uh, if you can, go. Even if you can go drive down there for a night service, that would be very, very, very good for you in Jesus' name. Coming up in July, uh, the youth are, are, you know, the A, what is it? I mispronounce this, but the youth meeting, the national convention, you guys know what I'm talking about, the one where thousands of young people come and they just, you know, it's just amazing. Well, due to COVID and restrictions, I'm not going to say COVID, it's just the restrictions that are out there, they had to cancel that meeting because of the risk. And so they decided to go ahead and hold it in multiple places. And so our good youth leader, Brother uh, Jerry Fitzner, can you say amen? amen? He is heading up a good team. Um, that's going to be in Billings, and that's at the end of the month. I think it's somewhere around the 26th or 20, 28th through the 30th. I was close. Um, but that's going to be in Billings, and we want as many of our young people, and this is not just restricted to young people. This is for everybody, and it's going to be held up at the Billings Church um, in Billings, and of course it'll be good. The man who's going to be speaking is Brother Kay. I, don't, I can't remember his name. Kilman. I did get the, the letter right. He is actually, uh, folks... He's going to be here that Sunday afterwards. We're going to have him here, and he's going to be in both of our services, um, even talking about doing something in the afternoon possibly for leadership. But uh, I'm going to use him. You get people to come here. They'll learn to stop here, man. I'm going to tell you, I'll just, we'll, man, we put in 14-hour days here when evangelists, no, I'm just kidding. But he's a professor, um, a teacher at uh, um, Indiana Bible College. And so he deals with young people a lot and also has some tremendous things to say. So he will be here. And um, so there's some good things that are happening for us in July. Um, August, just so you know, I'll throw the seat out there. The men's retreat, um, uh, the district-wide men's meeting is being held up in, uh, on, on the camp on the Boulder. Um, if, you, if you can, make your plans to go there too in Jesus' name. We've got one of our men this week that are actually at a man up. Um, that's sponsored by Brother Thompson, and I appreciate that couple, and I appreciate what they bring to this district. Can you say amen? amen. You know, it's again, it's just good to be in the presence of the Lord. I want to show you something here just to kind of get started, and then possibly I'm going to talk about being built on the rock. Amen. And I know these are things that maybe some of you have heard before, but I think this might help somebody here today. Amen. Get on the rock. Don't leave. Just get yourself solid on, on the rock. And, of course, we know that Jesus Christ is that rock. Praise God. But let me show you something before that. Look at John, the Gospel of John, chapter number 7. And Jesus made this declaration while he was here ministering on this earth. And this is actually prophecy. He was talking about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. The Gospel of John probably does some of the most extensive studies on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Um, chapters 14, 15, and 16. If you can get familiar with those three chapters in the Gospel of John, Jesus talked a lot about the Holy Ghost. Amen. And, and, and this is what you and I are, are absolutely thankful for. How many here have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues? Let me see your hand. Amen. Well, let me just say, if you have not received the Holy Ghost, you can. It's yours. It's a promise. 
okay? And what Jesus said here in the seventh chapter of John ought to really excite you. The scripture says there in the verse number 37, 7 and 37 John, it says, in the last day, the great day of the feast, this was, uh, you know, prior to Jesus' crucifixion, obviously, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And as a lot of times with Jesus, he wasn't referring to the physical aspect. He was referring to the spiritual aspect. You must understand, in the fall in the Garden of Eden, amen, man's spiritual connection with God was compromised, Amen. And death, of course, was a result of that physically. But Jesus came here not to restore so many years to our physical man, but he came back to reconnect the spirit. And that's what God is doing all across the world. Thousands today will receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost for the first time. I'm serious, folks. And this is not bragging. That is a fact that thousands of people on every given day are receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So I want to encourage you, if you got it, use it. If you don't have it yet, get it. Come on, there's nothing stopping you from doing this. There is not. I understand there's groups out there that, that, that maybe talk a little bit negatively and against it, but don't let that affect you. You get a hold of the Holy Ghost, or better yet, let the Holy Ghost get a hold of you. And I mean to tell you, it'll make all the difference in your life. It's not going to take away all your problems. It's just going to give you the ability to rise above some of them. It's going to give you the ability to go through some of them. It's going to give you the ability to overcome many of those things. Can somebody say amen? I'm really using some restraint here. I want to preach. I really do. Amen. When you talk about the subject of the Holy Ghost, it's easy to get anointed in Jesus' name. But Jesus said, if you thirst, and again, he's talking about in the spirit person. Then he said in verse 38, notice this, he that believeth on me. Now, I understand that's kind of a cross-the-board generic statement. People say, believe on the Lord. Well, I believe in that. But Jesus put a little addendum on here that I want you to consider. He said, believe if you believe on me as the scriptures hath said. So it's important if our belief system is according to God's word. What's going to happen? He said, out of your belly or your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Do you see that? It was happening here today during this worship service. I don't know what it was doing. It doesn't have, God doesn't explain everything to me, but I understand that when we begin to worship him in spirit and in truth, that's what's happening on the most part. Something is flowing from us. Something is coming out of us, praise God. And it's absolutely miraculous. Amen. And so, you know, if you want to do a little Bible study on, on rivers and flows and that type of thing, I won't belabor this, but you can go to Genesis chapter number 2. And a lot of times, if you want to get straightened out, we all need to get straightened out from time to time. You need to go back to the beginning. Find out how God designed this to be. And in the economy of God, there's always been gardens. And gardens represent something. How many can recall the garden where Jesus began to drop blood out of his pores? Did anybody know what that garden was called? The Garden of Gethsemane. Yes. 
And sometimes we're called to go into a type of Garden Gethsemane where we're going to travail and we're going to pray and that type of thing. Apostolic churches are charged with that mandate, by the way. I'm not saying that you're going to drip blood from your pores, but you're going to travail like Jesus did. And then there was a garden in the book of John that it isn't named, but it's the garden where Jesus was crucified and where he was buried. Amen. But the garden I want you to consider right now, and you can just write this down and, and, and study it yourself, is the Garden of Eden. And the Garden of Eden was a beautiful place. It was a gorgeous place. I mean, harmony was there, right temperature, good food. I mean, everybody got along with everybody. It was just beautiful, praise God. And I want you to see something in the Garden of Eden here that flowed, praise God. And I believe this is, could be a type of the spirit that needs to flow from us. The Bible says there in chapter number 2 of Genesis, it says in verse number 8, and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. Notice this. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Now this is right after the creation, okay? So he had a place for man. Amen. And then it says, and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food and tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Sounds like a pretty good place, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, the Bible says, here's what I want you to consider. It says, and a river went out of Eden to water the garden. Wasn't that beautiful yesterday? I almost felt like my wife and I talked about it, just walking out there and just let it just fall. It just seems like it's been so long, hasn't it? The rain. I mean, it just was so beautiful, praise God. I know it got a little frisky there a little bit, but, but on the most part, it was just a nice rain. I hope that nobody argued about that last night. Amen. We needed the rain. Rain helps things to grow. And so you must understand in the economy, in the spiritual economy of God, there are things that happen. There are rains that come into our lives. Amen. And one of the principles of the kingdom of God is that you and I don't possess it. Amen. You don't possess the things of God. God allows them to flow to you and then from you. That's really what has to happen. That's why if you teach Bible studies or you do ministry work, and anybody and everybody can get involved in ministry, folks, to a certain extent. You're in the will of God because you're flowing, and that's so important. But in our world today, we just want everything dammed up, don't we? That's what we want to do. We want God to flow all kinds of things into our life, and then we just want to enjoy him and sit back, and who cares about anybody else? Now, I know there's probably nobody in here that thinks like that, but, you know, we live in a world like that, don't we? And that's why we got to get back to the place to where God will allow not, allow, not only allow things to flow into us, but flow from us. Amen. And you'd be surprised what will happen, what kind of hope you will bring into people, into people's lives. It's tremendous, folks. The flowing of the Spirit is what this is really, a lot of it is all about. And I understand we struggle with this sometimes because of the state that we're in. But we can learn this, praise God. We can learn this. Why don't you lift your hand right now and close your eye, eyes and ask the Lord to help you with this. I just feel to hesitate right here. Somebody here, I think this is what you're longing for. This is what you want to get back to. 
This is what you've been really, in essence, asking God for. And He really does want to do this. Let's ask the Lord to flow into us. His goodness, His mercy, His grace, His peace, His joy. Come on, folks, this is all called the Holy Ghost. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts via the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Come on, I can sense that right now. I can sense that somebody's getting filled up here in the name of Jesus, and that is so important Mm, hallelujah hallelujah God I'm so glad praise God oh hallelujah that's right I'm going to hesitate for another 15 seconds just go ahead talk to the Lord somebody here can even just break forth in tongues go ahead you're not going to disturb anybody you're not going to make me nervous you're not going to embarrass yourself I'm telling you this is the Lord hallelujah oh rota kaboshi lina yalamato komanandeleasta ainalibo roto in the name of Jesus. Oh, what a wonderful way to start the day in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Can we just praise him for just another 10 seconds? Come on, let's praise And so river, that is, it's, 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 it's important. We can understand that in Jesus' name. One of the reasons why the Midwest is, is, is so fertile sometimes, or are growing a lot of things, of course, the humidity, but because of the great river bases that are there. Rivers carry water to places that we just don't have that out here. And that's why, again, days like yesterday, we just, man, we get happy. We just go, whoa, man, this is great. And people look at you like, you... You're thanking God for the rain? Yeah, I'm thanking God for the rain. Amen. And so that's what happened. But here, just very quickly here, the scripture says in verse 10, a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted. Notice this, God divided it up. And it says, and it became four heads. And this is what I want you to consider. You can study this for yourself. There's four of them. Pison, I believe is what it is. Yeah, Pison, uh, Gihan, um, Hittical, and Euphrates. You can read them for yourself. And the words that they mean in the Hebrew, the word pison literally means to increase. That's what God wants you to do. He wants you to increase in him. Amen. And, and Gihan, or Gihan is bursting forth. Sometimes that's what happens to us. We get into a service like this and we might be a little bit damned up, if you don't mind me saying that. But sometimes we can just burst forth in praise or we can burst forth in, in, you know, in tongues or whatever the case is. I've seen that happen, praise God, at our Pentecostal altars. And then Hittical is called rapid. Sometimes things will get moving. Sometimes things need to get moving. And then the last one is Euphrates, which literally means fruitfulness. That's what God wants for you, praise God. Now, I'm not saying that this is a direct correlation and, oh, bless God, this you take this to the gospel bank. No, I'm just saying I think it's interesting to me when you go back to the beginning and you see how God was running things and how good it was. 
Come on, everything about that creation was good. There was no bad things. Amen. And that's what I'm talking about. That's what God wants to put into your life. Amen. He wants to take this, this old man, this, this, this thing that we have called the flesh, and he wants to fill it with, with something good in Jesus' name. And many of you have experienced that, praise God. And that's what's happening. Now, of course, we give all of the glory to God. You can't take any credit for this. This isn't something you and I can come up with. This is, the, this is the Spirit of God. And that's why Jesus did so much teaching about it. Because his disciples were like a lot of us. They wanted him just to stay there all the time. Never wanted him to leave. Which wasn't probably a bad thing. But necessarily there had to be a removing of the flesh so that the Spirit could come. And this is what happened, you know, not many days after that. And you and I are recipients of that. The Holy Ghost, praise God. Let's never grow old about that. Let's, let's make efforts on, on a daily, at least on a weekly, daily basis that we're going to break forth, praise God. We're going to let the Spirit of God revive us, renew us, give us a good sense of direction in Jesus' name. And I believe that'll happen. I do, because God is... Is, is that kind of God. He just loves his people. And if we draw nigh unto him, what does the scripture say? Yeah, he does. Come on, that's a promise. And God keeps his. Now, I don't know about us. Sometimes we're a little bit, you know, on the shaky end. But the bottom line is God keeps his promises. And so you can rest assured that God will help you in every step. Praise God. I feel that I sense that there's somebody on the Internet here that this is maybe looked at. Maybe you've never looked at it like this before. And it's not because I'm a great teacher. It's because it's in the Bible. Amen. And so look up those words. Read those texts over and over and see if you can find something in your own life that God would begin to do in Jesus' name. Praise God. Now let me move on for about another 15, 20 minutes here and let me present another uh, stage of this. Uh, what I'm doing is teaching. I'm sowing seed. Praise God. Um, maybe in a little bit we'll water it. And praise God, I'm expecting growth to take place. Amen. Because this is an apostolic church. Amen. And that's supposed to happen. We can expect that to happen in Jesus' name. Now, watch this. Go to Matthew chapter number 7. The Gospel of Matthew, of course, is, is um, a very, very um, uh, tremendous book. It talks about mainly the teachings of Jesus, what he did when he um, uh, um, basically came out of that carpenter's place put the carpenter hammer down, and for three and a half uh, or so year, years, he began to minister. And the world has never been the same because of that. I mean, you think about it. No cars, no internet. He didn't have any billboards. He didn't have a team for a while. He just went out, and he began to minister. And boy, things began to happen. And one of the places that he really got down to what we call the rubber meeting the road is in the 5th, 6th, and the 7th chapters of Matthew. We call it the Sermon on the Mount. And basically he'd been, you know, doing things, healing and feeding and that type of thing. But now he's going to begin to bring in some people that can carry this thing on. And I sense in this room there are people that that's what God's calling for you. It's not just to come to church and not saying church isn't good, church is great. I'm glad that somebody invited me to a place like this years ago. Amen. But it didn't take me long once I was in church to figure out this isn't all she is. This isn't it. 
And not that I wasn't grateful for the church, and I thank God for our services. But God calls us to minister. Amen. I do believe that. I believe it's the will of God to whatever degree that every person who is born again become a disciple of Jesus Christ. You begin to learn. What's your place? Where does God have you? And that type of thing. And so this is the type of chapters that you'll find in the 5th, 6th, and the 7th chapters. Jesus doesn't hold back anything. He isn't comparing this to the world. He's saying, this is how I, will, I want it to run. Amen. And he's talking about the kingdom of God. Now, towards the end of, the, of, of this dissertation, this is where I want to take you. And I know I'm kind of getting the end before the beginning, but you can read those other chapters at your leisure. And I, I would really, really ad highly advise you to get familiar with them. Just get familiar with them. Find out what's going on with my life. Where can I improve? Where can I bring God into the picture in a better way? The Bible says in verse number 21, now he ends this. This is kind of his little altar call of here. And he says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's quite, a, quite an altar statement, isn't it? It says, but he, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. So he lays it right out. He said, listen, don't get into hearing and, 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 and leave it at that. You need and I need to begin to do some things. Amen. And then he goes on to say, many will say to me in that day, it says, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And he's not going to deny that. There's a lot of things that God does through people who are not approved of God. And I'm not the judge. I'm just telling you, I had to learn that one the hard way. That just because God uses me doesn't mean that he approves of me all the time. That one is a continual work in my life. I do want to be approved of God. Amen. I want to. I want to quit doing stupid things. I don't want to react the same way I always have before. I'm not here to air out my laundry. I'm just telling you, folks, I, I want to be used of God. Can somebody say Amen but I want to be approved of him too. Not so that I can get a big hat size, but so that I can find real true peace and joy inside. That's where you'll find it. And it's not a work your way to heaven deal. What it really is, is just you start living for God and you begin to help um, have him be pleased in your sight. Now, now Jesus begins to say in verse 23, And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. You depart from me, ye that work iniquity. The word iniquity, um, uh, the byword is lawlessness, but it really comes from a, a deeper root word that means my way. That's what the sins of iniquity are. The sins of iniquity is me doing it my way. That's what got the devil into trouble. And it will also get us in a bunch of trouble. And so Jesus said, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Amen. I talked to a minister here not too long ago. He asked me how I was doing. I said, building and battling. And that's the truth. That has been the 40-some-odd-year process in my life, building and battling. Amen. And so this is what we're called to do to whatever extent. 
But the Bible says even when we're doing that, he says the rain descended in verse 25, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not for why? Why didn't it fall? Because it had a foundation. That's what I want to emphasize at this portion of this, this teaching. Get on the foundation. Stay on the foundation. Learn, praise God. There's no place like home on the foundation, praise God. And so this is what God invites us to do every day. But on the opposite end of it, because Jesus always gave both ends of it. He said, but he, he said, but everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not. Which tells me that there are going to be people around who can hear it. Oh yeah, they can hear it. And have heard it lots. But they're not doing anything. And I'm not here, I'm not the judge, folks. I'm, I'm just the saint of God that, that I'm trying to make heaven my home, but I'm trying to be not only used of God, but I want to be approved of God. Amen. And so this is what it is. He said there are people who will do that, and what's going to happen is the rains, the floods, the winds are going to come, the same one. You live in the same world, but the house isn't going to stand. And that's happening, folks. That's happening many, a lot around us. Amen. I don't know about you, and I, I certainly do not mean anything by this, but that tragedy in Florida this past week. Wow. But do you realize, I was reading a report about that the other night. I was kind of interested in that. They built that condominium right next to the ocean. And the ocean has been slowly but surely eating away at that. And I forget what it was, like point zero zero eight of an inch a year. You can't, you and I, on our human eye, we can't detect that. But all of a sudden, one day, while everybody thought everything was going okay, all of a sudden, you know, a good portion of that building started coming down. Now again, I'm not here to, 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 to say anything about the people. I feel for them. I pray for them. But folks, use the analogy. That's what's happening to a lot of lives. Amen. When you talk about the difference between a rock and sand, that's not only substance, but that's location. And so you and I, we sometimes got to look at where are we building ourselves? What are we attached to? And I'm not here to find fault in your life. I have a, a full-time position judging my own. And it's not that I don't care for yours. It's just that, man, I, man this is a full-time job for me. And so I'm constantly checking, where am I at? Where am I doing this at? What kind of a substance am I building on? And believe me, that's not a second guessing. That's being sure of things. Because just like that condominium or that, that apartment house or whatever it was fell for sure. Praise God. I'm telling you, folks, this is what we're seeing in the world, in the spiritual realm. But I'm here to give you some good news. Hallelujah. I'm here to say, hey, you can stop that erosion. Come on, this morning, right here, in the next five minutes, you can make a commitment to God to say, listen, I'm not going to start doing it my way anymore. I'm going to start listening to you. I'm going to start hearing what you have to say. And then I'm going to start being obedient in the name of Jesus. Now listen to me, in Scripture, you have faith. And the Bible says in the 12th chapter of the book of Romans that God has given to every person the measure of faith. So you have enough to get started. 
You and I have enough to attach ourselves to God. But make no mistake about it, folks, it's never going to become the faith of God. And that's what Jesus was talking about when he talked about, you know, casting out demons and, and telling mountains to move. He was talking about the faith of God. And the faith of God from a scriptural standpoint has, it might have more, but it has at least five components. It has the blood of Jesus Christ in it. Praise God. Amen. I'm telling you, it does. It has the word of God in the name of Jesus on it. Praise God. It also has the spirit of God involved in it in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, folks, this is what the faith of God will have in Jesus' name. So you got the spirit, you got the word, you got the blood, and then the fourth one is the name. What's his name? I'm telling you, folks, this is the faith of God. This is what it encompasses. The last one is for you and me. Amen. It's called obedience. That's what the faith of God will do. When we begin to connect these dots and we begin to do, not only just hear what God says, but we begin to do what he's telling us to do in the name of Jesus. I talked to one of our ministers out here a couple of weeks ago. He's been having a hard time. This COVID thing has hit his family pretty hard and he lost his job out here. He had to travel and do some things. But uh, he called me and, and I wasn't available, so I called him back and he was telling me about what was going on out in Indiana. He says, Brother Carnahan, I'm coming back. He says, we're going to get things going again. You know, and he gave me the city of where he was at and that type of thing. I said, praise God. That's the will of God. And he told me, he said, I just heard a message here the other day. He said, that really stirred my heart. And he said, I said, what was that? He said, in a nutshell, he said, how do you spell faith? And I said, well, yeah, that's F-A-I-T-H. He said, no. He said, you spell faith R-I-S-K. And he said, that's what I'm going to get back to. I'm going to start taking some risks. I'm not going to be foolish, but I'm going to start taking some risks for the Lord in Jesus' name. Somebody in the store and God begins to talk to you about going over there and laying hands on that person that's sick. Come on, somebody needs to take a risk in the name of Jesus. When God says witness to that person that you know is going to be oppos you know, opposition, that type of thing. We need to learn to take a risk. We need to follow the faith of God. We need to understand, praise God, that we're going to be built on that solid foundation and I'm going to tell you something the winds the rains the floods are going to come but praise God we're going to stand would you lift up your hands right now come on would you receive that oh hallelujah mm. hallelujah come on there's more of you that could you could just wide open you could drink that in I'm not talking about pipe dreams I'm not talking about some junk that I come up with this is in the word of God when you and I will have faith in his word when we'll have faith in his name when we'll have faith in the blood when we'll have faith in the spirit and then we'll obey what God wants us to do I'm telling you folks that's going to bring something of expectation in the name of Jesus Oh, hallelujah. I just feel like praising him. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
folks, men, that are going to rue the day that they quit living for God. There's going to be some serious, serious ruage, folks, but not in this place, not in our lives in Jesus' name. We're not going to rue the day because we've made up our minds. We're going to live for God in the name of Jesus. God, I laugh out of her, didn't I, with that one? In Jesus' name. And so that's what you and I are doing. Amen. We are on the foundation. And we understand that there's issues that will come with that and all kinds of stuff that will be um, involved in that in Jesus' name. Let me give you another scripture that you can write down and memorize also. Look at Ephesians chapter number 2, the book of Ephesians. Um, I don't know if, it's, 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 if it is or not, but um, in my recollection, the book of Ephesians is one of the most condensed epistles I've ever read in my life. There's just a lot in it. Um, and the rest of them are too. I'm sure they're just as condensed. But look at this. The scripture says, praise God. It says um, in verse number six, uh, two, chapter two, and I'm in the right chapter. I just got to figure out where I'm going to start here. Uh, I don't have a lot of time. So I'm going to start in verse number 16. It says, And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. That's just King James Version language for what Jesus did. Amen. The Bible says, And came and preached peace to you which were afar off and to them that were nigh. For through him, everybody say through him in verse 18, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. We do. It says now, everybody say right now. It says in verse 19, therefore you and I are no more strangers and foreigners. Come on, that we're not that. We are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. That's where we're at, folks. That's on the rock. That's what you find on the rock. And then it goes on to say, and we're built, verse 20, upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into a holy temple, in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God. And do you see those last three words? Through the Spirit. That's why if you believe on me, Jesus said, as the Scriptures saith, out of your belly, shall flow rivers of living water. You can expect it. That's, sometimes we, can, we consider that the anointing or the unction or whatever, you know. I still don't quite have it all down, but I know it's something, and I know it's powerful. And this is what God has for you this day. Amen. You and I are based upon something bigger than we could ever hope in Jesus' name. And so we got a, a lot of good things that are happening in the kingdom of God. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to take a few minutes and let her get a song, but I'm going to have you stand with me in Jesus' name. And we're going to pray again. I know we've been doing a little bit of this and, and, and that type of thing, but I'm here. somebody here needs to be and wants to be and has to be healed. And I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know. And if I knew, I would tell you. 
but I know it's something, something that it could be a growth, could be cancerous, I don't know. I, I hesitate to say anything because I don't want to put ideas in your head. I'm just saying, if you are in need of healing right now, I want you to believe God. I want you to have faith in the blood. I want you to have faith in his word. I want you to have faith in, um, in spirit, praise God. Um, I want you to, what was the fourth one? The word, the blood, his name. And then I want you to obey, praise God. I want you to begin to reach out to God right now. And I want you to begin to thank him already for it. Come on, just begin to thank him. Whatever it is, you can even just call it by name right now. Oh, right now, come on, <laughs> come on. I know there's a little bit of hesitation, but man, that one, that one's quickly being eroded right now in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah, that's right. Oh, my goodness, that's even quicker than I thought it would. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ooh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, come on. Open up those, that, those pipes. Come on, by faith, begin to tell the Lord that you thank him for it. Come on. I don't, come on, don't leave room for doubt. I come against it, doubt and unbelief in the name of Jesus, that God, you loved us. You so loved the world that you gave. That's right. Come on. Come on. You can believe God in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise, oh my goodness. Oh, wow. I hate to contradict you. Do that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, we're not through. Uh, we're not through, and we can end with this course that you got, but I really feel like we, we hit a nerve here not too long ago. In Jesus' name, praise God. There's, there were several times, several times, um, I'm going to give a little instruction here, okay, in Jesus' name. There were several times during the ministry of Jesus that Jesus did something that was uh, powerful, and it was tremendous, and, and basically it could be seen by everybody. Jesus name one time in, in the gospel of John he came to a place the pool of Bethesda I believe is what it's called and he um, saw people there that needed to be healed but there was one person that he began to have dialect with in Jesus name and he wasn't trying to you know uh, you know be too super spiritual or whatever but he was giving some instruction and at the end of the dialogue he asked the man do you want to be healed and of course, I believe that's what the man wanted. And of course, he was like us. He said, well, you know, I don't have anybody to help me. I don't have anybody to put me into that water when the water is troubled. And Jesus was trying to get his attention is really what it was. And I know during this service, I know that's been happening to several of you. Jesus has been trying to get your attention in Jesus' name. And then Jesus just gave him a very direct order. And through obedience, his healing came in Jesus' name. He just said, get up. Just get up. And I don't know if he shouted it or if he, you know, no. I just think he just told the guy, get up. And through obedience, praise God, amen. Praise God, that man, praise God, was, was healed in Jesus' name. Now, I don't know what your get up is, praise God, amen. 
but I do know that God wants you to do something in Jesus' name. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. You're so good. Why don't you sing verse 1, Chrissy? Go ahead. It is. It's here. There's room down here for you.
comes down to He's so good. so good, my God, you're so good, you're so all you got to remember when it happens not if because faith isn't if faith is when and when it happens just remember this little course that's really all God wants us to do is acknowledge God you're so good and I'm gonna tell you something folks it'll move on and the flow 
will start flowing from you and to others in Jesus' name. Come on, how many's going to build their house on the rock? Come on, I am. I hope that you are too in Jesus' name. Well, build your house on the rock. Build your house on the rock. Build your house on the rock and it will stand. There ain't no power on this earth that can stand against God's word. Build your house on the rock and it will stand. Let's build our house on the rock. Build your house upon the rock. Build your house upon the rock and it will stand. Oh, ain't no power on this earth that can stand against God's word. Build your house upon the rock and it will stand. Oh, build your house upon the rock. Build your house upon the rock. Build your house upon the rock and it will stand. Ain't no power on this that can stand against God's word. Build your house upon the rock. One more time. That's right, we're gonna build our house upon the rock. Build your house upon the rock. Build your house upon the rock and it will stand. Ain't no power on this earth that can stand against God's word. Build your house upon the rock and it will Praise God, praise God, praise God. One last time, I'm going to pray for you. God bless you, Jesus. I thank you for times like this where the refreshing has been in this place. Many have been healed. Many have given and given direction, and I give you all the credit in Jesus' name. Touch us, Lord God. Help us never to be the same again because of what we have heard here today. And Lord, as always, I give you the praise, and I give you the glory in Jesus' name. Say in Jesus' name. God bless you today. Thanks for coming. Don't forget tonight, men, 530 here in the sanctuary. We'll be praying, and we'll be in our Bible study in the back Wednesday night Bible study. The Lord bless you, folks, in Jesus' name.